Matters. My name's Joey, and I'm joined here by Andy. How's it going, Andy? Yeah, none too shabby. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. I'm, I'm glad to have you on. Um, before we get into the, the story you came to tell today, do you do you want to tell everybody like where you're from and what you do? Uh, yeah, I currently live in East London, and uh, I run a small company with two friends that sells drum and bass themed clothing. And my function in the company is I basically have, uh, it's like a portable sound system. So if you imagine a speaker the size and shape of a briefcase on wheels, and then I've bolted in a piece of wood, bolted in a laptop stand, and then you just basically, you can Velcro a DJ controller on a laptop on there and set up anywhere. It's great. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I basically oh, take yeah, my portable great. sound system out into the street and, you know, just act as a hype man to drum up business. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah, I know. It's great. It's a, it's the smartest stupid thing I've done in a while, you know? <laughs> yeah no that that sounds really cool though yeah my my five-year plan is to get you know those electric tuk-tuks yeah yeah yeah. get one of them and just just jam it full of speakers (laughs) like a turkey you know that's awesome man that's that's great (laughs) um all right uh do you want to jump into your story it sounds like you you've lived a quite interesting life oh man well well which which one was i supposed to tell you guys again was it um whatever you want to tell man uh, well, I could tell you about the time I threw my back out on quite a high dose of acid. <laughs> Go right ahead. Yeah, which about as much fun as you'd expect it to be. So, a uh, bit, bit of background. Basically, uh, I've got an old injury in the middle of my back. So, if you imagine if you're giving someone CPR, like that part, mm-hmm. but on the back. So, oh, wow. first time, I threw my back out while tripping, didn't realize... I also had a trapped nerve, so I had like shooting pains in my arm. So, you know, obviously back pain, your back is actually quite close to your chest, it turns out. And then when reinforced with that, so I ended up like in the emergency room, you know, on the phone to my mother, like, oh my God, like that. Turns out it's just my back. So about a year later, uh, I wanted, I was tripping, everyone else wanted to go to bed. I wanted to carry on banging out music. So it was before I had this mm-hmm. thing on wheels. So I had had backpack with my laptop and my DJ controller in it. I had a wallpaper pasting table and then one of those little Bluetooth speakers. So I go over the road. There's a place, the basin, which is like this artificial lake. Uh, there's a little island in the middle of it. So I sat up on there. And I was banging out music till like three in the morning, having a wicked time. And then on my way back, I can I can feel it starting to go. And I'm walking through her historically rough bit of town you know, with all my most expensive gear on me and my back's about to go. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. So I'm like waddling home. I get halfway through the little communal garden in front of my house and I have to just call up my flatmate because I'm just frozen. I'm just like, Tanya, you're going to have to come get me. And she's just like, what, what, what? I'm just like, dude, just come downstairs. So she comes downstairs, helps me get up into, into my bed. And I'm just like, well, fuck, you know, while I'm rolling around moaning, I might as well call up, you know, the non-emergency NHS number and see if they can get me a chiropractor or something. So I call mm-hmm. them up and they're like, oh, no, sir, because the pain's in your upper thorax, we're going to send an ambulance around. And I'm like, oh, fuck, really? <laughs> like, Tanya, you're going to have to let these dudes in. So, uh, yeah, they come bursting in and they're, they're just like, sir, can you move? And I'm there just like a board, just like, look at me go, boys, look at me go. <laughs> and apparently one of these ambulance drivers is quite a looker, but all I got to see was up their nose, you know, which isn't like a flattering mm. angle on anybody. <laughs> so uh, right. they're like, uh, they find out I'm tripping, and then it's like, are you sure you're not just imagining it, sir? And I'm just like, no, no, no. So I'll take it from me. 
very real. I'm just feeling it in glorious fucking Technicolor right now. <laughs> just like, take it from <laughs> me, boys. So they, they give me this muscle relaxant and the pain, like it travels up and down the right hand side of my body, settles on my right hip. And I'm like, ah, like that. He goes, sir, where does it hurt? I'm just like, in my right pocket like that. <laughs> and we both just fall about that. <laughs> yeah, as far as interactions with the emergency services go, I think it was probably one of the better ones. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's it. <laughs> it sounds pretty. Uh, sounds like you can laugh at it now. Oh yeah, absolutely. They even like mentioned in the ambulance report that I was wicked funny and polite. <laughs> That's really funny, man. <laughs> um, yeah. So what's uh like what's street DJing like? Um, do you have any other other stories from from your experiences doing that? Oh man, yeah. I um. Well, I've also been along to a couple of protests with this thing as well. Oh, okay, so, cool. Uh, I went along to an Extinction Rebellion thing. Uh, I ended up in, like in Downing Street, right outside of like the seat of government at eleven o'clock mm-hmm. at night. I uh, was banging out drum and bass, like surrounded by this like sea of cops. And while I'm while I'm mixing, this guy gets this kind of tent gazebo thing out and starts trying to set it up. And the cops see him; they come along, start trying to take it off of him. He's like proper hanging onto the bottom of this thing, swinging around for dear life. So. I look down to do another mix, and I've got a little light on there, so this disco light is going in my face. In the meantime, while I'm still looking down, somehow the tent gets set up, like, directly above my head. And the first <laughs> I know of it is a policeman taps me on the shoulder, and he goes, is this your gazebo, sir? And I look up at it. <laughs> I look back at it, and I'm like, I'll be honest with you, mate. It's like, oh, I'm every bit as surprised by this as you are. <laughs> and he's just like, look, he's like, look, man, he's like, you better take your shit and get out of it. This is about to turn into a riot. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, yeah, you know, got to be cheeky to yeah, like yeah. a dozen policemen. Oh, I'll man. take that. <laughs> See, the nice thing uh, is that I'm, I'm, I have a guy with like long hair and a beard and blue eyes, so mm-hmm. I can basically just point at my chest and look up and to the side, and I can get away with anything. <laughs> Although it, it's a double-edged oh, yeah. sword, though. Uh, another time, I had a guy. He tried to recruit me into a cult, but in oh okay. But he, the thing is, he did it in a like a super ham-fisted way. It was hilarious. So, at the time, I was working in a DIY paint type shop. Uh, so this guy comes in. Mm-hmm. He's he's uh, older, like maybe like mid forties, like early fifties, white guy, uh, dressed up like a Hari Krishna. Uh, he gives me this flyer. And on the front of it, there's this guy in a caftan in it. Um, I flip it over, and this guy in the caftan is called the Lord Matreyu. And he's not claiming to be a messiah or the messiah. He's claiming to be all of the fucking messiahs rolled up into one guy. So I'm just like, like, whoa, 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 you know, ballsy. Uh, The thing is, though, the guy who gave it to me, um, the thing he was buying was new numbers for his door. And he straight up told me, he's like, I need these so I can swap the numbers on my house so I don't get evicted. And it's like, oh, and join my screwball religion. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, it's like, come on, man. It's like, surely the first oh, thing geez. they would have taught you is go for people who, you know, maybe got it a bit worse than you. Yeah, yeah, you start low. You got to get people that are underneath you. You got to bring them up. Well, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, yeah, I, from, I got my problems, but I paid my rent and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Man, that sounds like you live uh, an extremely interesting life. 
Yeah, I'm kind of uh, like a magnet for odd bods and just people with no agenda. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that, that's great, man. Uh, well, uh, is there is there anything else you would like to shed some light on? Anything you you think people would love to hear? Oh well, shoot. I mean, I've got like a million stories, you know. Like, yeah, keep going, man. Um, uh, I I find if you just kind of keep your eyes open. Um, I'm trying to think of something there. Oh, I once saw a guy in Bristol tell a lamppost to fuck off. So. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah, I did. Yeah. So this this guy, he That's was, funny, man. well, he was like walking along very angrily, kind of muttering and you know chuntering and gristling to himself, just like rrr, 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 like that. And then he basically <laughs> clips this lamppost with his shoulder as he's walking past, and he turns around and just shouts at it and goes, "Yeah, and you can fuck off and all like that," and then just carries on <laughs> stomping along. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, I mean, surely you, you must um, get you must get your dog on a string types over there as well. I assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, um, it could be interesting here sometimes. I've I live in uh, Indianapolis and I've seen nothing too bad here. Yeah. Um, I used to work in a town called Gary, and it's a rather... uh, Gary, Indiana. Yeah, Gary, Indiana. Yeah, I've heard of that. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's uh, it's very interesting. It's not as bad. I mean, it's not great, but you know, everybody like when I I grew up in a town probably yeah like an hour away, and a, everybody like talks stories, about a lot of the stories I've heard have been like people have stopped at the traffic lights there, and then the cops have come along and said like, "What the fuck are you doing? Just drive." Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, I've gotten a few of those because um, I worked uh, I worked at a body shop there, and it was late at night, mm. and um. A lot of people, like where I grew up, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, right, sorry, I I just immediately thought of, you know, the body shop that does, like, face lotions and shit. Um, Yeah, yeah, no, I I detail cars there, and um, they they told me, like, where I grew up, everybody always talks about how scary Gary is, everyone's like, oh, terrifying there, you don't want to go there and stuff, and I was like, Mm. okay, yeah, like, I, I believed it when I was younger, and then, like, I got a job there, and I was driving there every day, and I wouldn't get off till... Not crazy late at night, but like by the time I, I left, it would be like seven o'clock at night, eight o'clock at night, and it would be dark out, especially in the winter winter uh, winter months. And there's a lot of times where I'd be driving and I'll be stopped at a stoplight with my windows down, and there'll be homeless people just yelling at me. And I just you you could do one of two things: you can yell back, or you could just pretend like you don't hear them and then drive away. But yeah, mm-hmm. no, I've had I've had people pull up next to me and and ask me where I'm from and why I'm there, and then I've had. I've had police officers uh, pull up next to me late at night because there was one night in particular I was there really late, hmm. and I had a police officer pull up next to me and ask me what I'm doing there. I told him like, "Oh, I work, I work here," and he's like, "No, you don't." I was like, "Yeah, no, I do. I work like down the street." And they're like, "All right, this light's gonna turn green, and we're gonna follow you all the way to the highway, and you're gonna get out of here." I said, "Okay, sounds good, man." <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but, man, that's wild. Yeah, but it's not too bad, you know. Yeah, a lot of people act like it's it's a lot worse than it is. I mean, maybe I haven't been there at like three in the morning or anything. Maybe just driving through from time to time. But like, from yeah. what I saw, it's just a lot of desperate homeless people. Well, yeah, exactly. Like that's. I I remember actually one time uh, I was going to this festival in the Czech Republic and foolishly decided to, to do it over land. So 
basically, I um, I t- was supposed to take a bus from London and then jump straight onto a bus from Paris to Prague. But uh, because of delays, I ended up getting dumped into the really rough part of Paris at like two o'clock in the morning. And oh, wow. you can tell that Paris is rough at night because I live in East London and I got there and I was just like, fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I nearly ended up, basically I got there, uh, I took a taxi to the train station and then had to hang around outside of the train station for like three or four hours in the middle of the night. So I'm sat there, uh, this really drunk old French African guy starts talking to me. Uh, I haven't, I used to speak French very well when I was a teenager, but I'm quite rusty now. So he just grabs this random French girl that's walking by. He's like, hey you, come over here and translate. (laughs) And... uh, (laughs) And then later, we, we're joined by an Iraqi refugee who's just out in the small hours in Paris. So I'm, not, wow. so I'm just like, oh shit, I guess I'm skinning up then. So I'm you know, <laughs> passing folks around. And yeah, this old fella, he's trying to set me up with this girl. He's just like, oh, you look cute together. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, man. Yeah, I got to this festival. I was like, fucking hell, boys. I nearly ended up married in the streets of Paris. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh, man. Um, before we uh, move on, do you have any th- any advice you'd like to give people about being a street DJ, or maybe even uh, advice to give people what to do when you're on acid? Or um, well, yeah, I, I mean, my advice as a street DJ is you're gonna have a lot of people want to like touch your shit, and you just need to have a firm hand because <laughs> the number of people they're just like, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna let you fondle my most precious possessions when you're like shit faced drunk in the street. Just like no. You know, you know, just like, I think so. just be streetwise, you know, uh, as far as psychedelics advice, I would say that psychedelics are like fire. You can get some pretty cool, like, you know, you can heat and illuminate your house and you can get some cool effects going on with the smoke and the, the light and everything, but you can also very easily burn your house down. So, you know, don't go like spraying it around like a fucking lunatic, you know, you need to respect it for what it is. <laughs> Yeah, because um, yeah. the thing is, like, I would describe it if you've never done it before as like almost like a like a startling hyper sobriety. So hmm. it's like the opposite of being drunk. So it just makes everything drip with significance. Hmm. Like, uh, okay. yeah, I know. Well, like an illustration of that. I remember one time I went around to to a friend's house around Christmas time. Uh, they had. Like a, if you imagine a white artificial tree just shimmering away, covered in LEDs, and then off to the side there was this kind of tropical potted plant, kind of bent over like it was bowing. And I said to him, I said, "Wow, it looks like you know the the summer months are bowing and bowing down to you know glorious winter, resplendent in all her majesty." And he was like, "Oh no, it's just that that fern was in the way; I had to move it." I was like, "Oh right, I see. <laughs> you know, I managed to read all that deep symbolism into nothing." <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, well, I mean, at least you can read something into it. Kind of gives a little extra meaning to life, I suppose. Well, yeah, it's, I, I would say if you're having a good time, it's like the the whole universe is put on its Sunday best just for you. But if you mm. throw your back out or something, quite exquisitely unpleasant. So mm-hmm. you know, you, yeah, you, you, yeah, the sure. you get yeah, you get the opposite effect. <laughs> well, exactly. Awesome, man. Well, um, is there anything you want to add before we go to the uh, the questions portion? Um, no, I think we'll just kind of let it ride. All right. Uh, yeah, we're going to go on to the asked and asked, answered portion of this. Uh, I have three random questions for you. Uh, answer them at your best. Mm-hmm. Okay, shoot. Uh, your, yeah, your first question. Um, 
All right, this is a good one. What in a, what inanimate object would be the most annoying if it played a loud upbeat music every time you used it? Oh man, um, I would say probably I'm kind of quite a midnight snacker, so I would say the microwave. Ah, oh, yeah, because you know I, I've like spent many many years practicing. You know, doing the old James Bond defusing a bomb at 007, but, yeah, you know, stopping a microwave at zero zero left. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that's but yeah, that played like the cucaracha ear-splitting volume every time I wanted to heat up a cup of tea <laughs> at two o'clock in the morning. Oh, man. Um, all right, your next question. <clears throat> uh, when you were a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, man, um... A lot of things, actually. I'm pretty sure I've always wanted to do something with writing. I used to write a lot as a child. I still do occasionally, but I've been slacking off quite a lot recently. No, that's Yeah, that's good. That's a good answer. Mm. Writing is very hard for me, um, just because I have a hard time uh, foreseeing the future of what I want to write. I just, if I, anytime I ever tried to write, it's always been like taking it one sentence at a time, and then I step back for a second. I was like, this is all just garbage. I find that I'll have an idea, I'll let it kind of rattle around in my head for maybe a week or two, and then I'll just sit down and it'll just kind of fall out of me, fully formed. Yeah, that's that's great, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've actually been working on a sci-fi story recently where, um, where basically God, because he's older than the universe, has just gone completely doolally and turned into Hunter S. Thompson, more or less. Okay, <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> that sounds extremely interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, basically, the the conceit is, I was well, I was thinking, you know, how in science fiction, the second that they turn on an artificial intelligence, it immediately fucks us over in the worst way possible. Yeah, of so, course. I was thinking, what if instead there was a machine capable of like superhuman compassion? So basically, uh-huh, yeah. they're going to have to just swap out God with an artificial intelligence that can you know, suffuse the universe with divine love and keep the scaffolding of reality in place. Well, yeah. Well, let me know whenever it's out. I'd love to read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm bashing away at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. For your last question. Mm-hmm. What is one thing you'll never do again? Oh, man. Um, let's see. <laughs> so many things. <laughs> so many things. <laughs> Um, uh, I tell you, I stapled my hand once. That was no fucking fun. (laughs) 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 Or yeah, Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of something because like none of them are that really entertaining. (laughs) You know, no, it doesn't got to be entertaining. It's just whatever the answer is. You know. Yeah, well, I'll I'll say a staple, or even though I'll admit it's a bit of a naff answer. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's perfectly fine, man. No worries. All right. Well, um. Thank you so much for coming on and talking with me, Andy. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug or promote before we get out of here? Uh, as it happens, I do, yeah. Um, our website, amenbreaks.co.uk. So that's A-M-E-N-B-R-E-A-K-S. And we have a podcast, we have a store. So if you are at all interested in drum and bass, or if you think that you might be but don't know what it is, then it's your one-stop shop. Awesome, man. Awesome. Um 
Yeah, if anybody's listening to this podcast and wants to be on it, you can find me on Instagram at everybody.is.a.somebody. I would love to hear your story. Um, I'm, I'm willing to hear absolutely anybody's story. It's what the, the podcast is for. But, um, you know, until next time, thanks so much, Andy, for coming on and talking, man. It, it was it was a great time talking with you. Well, thank you for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Of course. Uh, we'll see everybody later. Uh, see you.